Good evening, everybody. Thank you for coming. Really, really nice to see everybody here. And today we're going to go through. Um, we started last week the intro, an introduction to tefillah, what we call prayer in English, malitva in Russian, and um, what is it? So we last week we covered. The, that it's a conversation as opposed to something just being said. We, we, we opened up that that topic. That it's not just words that we say. It's not abracadabra. It's not a mantra. It's, it's a real conversation that we're having with God Almighty, our crea- the creator of the world, our creator, and the one who takes care of us every second of the day and recreates us and, and renews us every, every single second, every day. When we wake up in the morning, he give, he gives us he gives us our soul, he gives us our life. So I want to go into that a little bit more, a little bit deeper. I know last week we ended off saying that we're going to discuss the sources for, for the way we pray and how we pray. We're going to put that for another week. Um, over the next few weeks, I would want to we plan to cover, God willing, um, not just our prayer, but really the entire universe. Praise and praises God. Um, there's a, we know there's a we talk to God every, through we, something we should be doing. We have a, a relationship. We talk throughout the day. So what's the difference between that and the three prayer, the three daily prayers that we pray daily? Shachras Mincha and also what happens to a person when he prays properly, when he prays with the right concentration. As well as every week, we're going to take a part of the davening, the part of the prayer. We're going to start from the beginning, from Moida Ani, with, with that which we say when we open up our eyes. And we're going to go actually word by word that we should have some a takeaway to enhance our prayer on a daily basis. So back to the the relationship, back to understanding the relationship, and back to the 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 um, we, that's what we, that which. We began last week having the conversation. You have a conversation with someone that you have a relationship with. A conversation or someone that you meet, but a conversation creates that relationship. A conversation creates the closeness. Why? Because the very definition of a conversation is when you when someone else is listening. When the other party is listening, when you're talking, or the other way around, but there are two both parties are involved, both parties are giving and accepting. So that's what we learned that um, that's what feel is, and we learned it from a pasuk. The Chazal, our sages, teach it to us from the pasuk of Vayetzi Yitzchak Lasuach Basada. The Gemara and Brachas learns that sicha conversation that, that that this conversation that he went to have was the prayer tefillah, and we mentioned also last week that when the Gemara says in Kedushin that. Ten measures of spe- of conversation of sicha came down to the world, and nine were taken by women, right? Which everyone says, "Oh, women talk a lot, and they can't stop." And that's why, like, what what happens with the men that you find them yapping sometimes more. So that's explained that that also sicha. It's not yapping. It's not just empty speech. It's not empty. It, it's prayer, and we find that the, a woman has a much stronger power of prayer and, and can reach higher levels much easier. Than a man, they no, have that. Don't they have huh? to pray? So that's not who said they don't. I'm saying three times a day, like men do. So yeah, so that's what we're going to discuss when we discuss what the three times a day is. 
and what prayer is. Three times a day is b'makom karbonus. We're gonna, we're gonna. I don't want to open it up now. We're gonna discuss it in, in, in future weeks. But for now, we're concentrating on the the, uh, the prayer itself, the talking to Hashem, the 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 obligation. There is an obligation to pray, and we'll see how that manifests itself in the in the three times and. The three times a day and the concept of prayer in general. So, let's delve a little bit deeper into what prayer is. The 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 advantage, the not the advantage, the the ma'ala, the how how purpose. No, the greatness, how great it is. So prayer really is a tremendous is a tremendous. Um, Kindness that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us, right? We know how it is with um, with regular human mortal rulers, right? Almighty people and all powerful people. How that is, right? You have you want to get a meeting with the president, you want to get a meeting with the king, you got to go make an appointment, you got to go through this and through background checks and through. Waiting lists and, and the whole thing until you finally get there. Here, Akhush Baruch was the king of kings, and in his kindness, he gave us an opportunity that we can stand before him and talk to him one on one. We have, and we're going to see, maybe not this week, but in, in, when we're going to discuss about the prayer of the universe in general, and that includes everything trees, plants, angels. The other nations, the special place that we hold as Jews, as his children, in that respect, um, that we're able to talk one on one. What is tefillah? What is oimid When we daven shmoneser, for example, we're standing face to face. When we say baruch it's brought down in svar It's like a, it's the yishikenu nishikaspi. It's like a kiss on the lips between us and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Being us able to say Baruch Atah, it's the most personal, closest way that we, that we can converse with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no third person. We don't say His Majesty. We say Baruch Atah, you. You like Te? Like Te, right. Not yet. Yeah. Not Ve. Not Ve, no, Te. Right. Atah. In, in, in Hebrew, we say, when you talk to the third person... Well, there's person, two types of... Like huh? you, there's you like T and there's you like V. No, this is T. This is T. This is T. Why, why are we so like? That, so, because we have that close relationship with them. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. That level of closeness. We're going we're gonna to go through that a little bit now. We're going to uh, hopefully understand that when we go a little deeper into this. Um, and um, And see why that is. So that's what we have, and many of us really, we, we, we really are aware of all this. We really are aware that prayer is such a special thing, and we have such a tremendous opportunity, and everything. But it's important to go it over because we take it for granted. The closest things, people to us, we take for granted: our spouses, our parents, our children. We take them for granted, right? You can talk on the phone to someone strange. 
Hello, how are you? Good afternoon. Thank you so much. Then a second later, your child is doing something and uh, quick, you're all of a sudden all rough. What happened? Or your spouse, or your parent, sometimes. We take it for granted. We, we have, we're, we're surrounded by this tremendous opportunity of just being able to always talk to Hashem. Hello, how are you? Literally, right? When Chavetz Chaim, you big tzaddikim, and, and today plenty of people there, they have conversations, a regular conversation, the way you talk to your, to your fellow person. So tefillah really is developing a real relationship. It's developing a real relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a very close and a very intimate relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does it mean intimate? Intimate is there is nothing else. It's just us. There's all what we call bitul hayesh. I'm not here. It's it's not me and him and it's one new entity. the Torah and Hashem we're one entity. We're one, and that's what we're developing through through in this relationship here. A a real relationship that. We come to a point where we can't be without it anymore. Now that that needs to be developed. That doesn't happen overnight. At a recent uh, before it was at the end of the summer, I did a funeral for um, for an elderly couple, and I really have to call them back and and get you know this really go over the words that she said as we were lowering him down into the grave. The um, the wife just started. Talking to him and saying how she, you know, I mean, she's going to join him soon, and and people they tried stopping her, but at, at, then they understood it. it wasn't she wasn't talking depressed. She was saying, and she went on and on. They were so close. They went through so much together. They built a family. They lived, I think, fifty, sixty years together. They weren't two people. They were one. They were inseparable. How could she go on without him? That that's that's that re, that's a relationship. That's a concept of relationship that used to be much more understandable. Today we're all we're, we're more self-centered. We have to work harder to get there. All right, if anyone knows Fiddler on the Roof, right? The famous song, "Do You Love Me?" or "Do I Love Him?" Right? What is that? They had what? They were one. What type of, what are you asking? How could you how could you not or how could you I I'm, I do this and I, I do what does she say the the I mend his clothes and I wash this and I cook his meals and I, and he he brings a parnasa to the house. There it's not a partnership, it's something much deeper than that. And they captured they captured that over there. You look at at, at uh, couples, older couples. Are they always, you know, all over each other? No. They're they're very closely connected. Sometimes they can, you know, be tough at each other. But in the right time, they're, if the people are humans, it happens. But it didn't. It doesn't. It didn't dent their relationship because they were so, they were was such so much more solid. In general, the, it's harder for us today, I think, to to be so solid. Because every day something changes. We're, we're not as solid as that. We have to work to get to that solidity. 
So we're coming to a place where we, what we're trying to develop here is a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch which is, that's what we're here for, the Ramchal begins the Mesil Sisharim. What are we here for? To come close to Hashem, to enjoy His presence, to enjoy being that relationship, and to and to glean from 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 the light from the from the light of His presence. There's a beautiful medrash. In Parshas Vayera, in this week's Parsha, Medrash Tanchuma. Omer lehem HaKadosh Baruch Hu L'Yisrael, Hevu zehirin betfila, She'ein mida acheres yofa himeno v'higadolim mekol ha-karbonis. Tfila, prayer, is something greater than, than the sacrifices, the offerings that were brought in the Beis HaMikdash. Va'afilu ein odom kedaili ones betfilosai. And even though a person maybe is not worthy from himself to be asked that his prayer should be answered. Velas is chesed imoyin that we should do kindness with him. Kevon shemispalal umar bebetachnunim and yoyse chesed imoy shekakosuboy kolach shem chesed veemes egdamti chesed lemes v'sotik lemishpat. The mere fact that he comes and he he's here, he comes to the table. He 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 appears in front of me. That is such a merit that the, even if he for himself is maybe not worthy, but that pushes all that away and makes him worthy of his prayers being answered and getting what he and and getting what he's asking for <coughs> if it's good for him. Even though if he, he for himself doesn't have that merit for whatever reason. The mere fact that we come in front of Hashem and we say, I'm here, I want you, I want to talk to you, I want to be closer to you, I want to, I want to. I want to be one with you. Which dispels many times we think how I, I just did. Each and every one of us knows our own faults. I just did this. How can I come and pray now in front of Hashem? He's, does he really want to hear from me? Does he really need me? Yes, he does. Yeah. Like sometimes you really feel like you don't deserve to be asking. Fine. Like That's right. okay. That's okay. But realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us want to That feeling is fine. We're not. We, we shouldn't come uh, from a point, place of arrogance. Oh, you know, it's coming to me. Nothing's coming to us. The fact, the fact that we come that way with the realization of I'm not perfect, because you are, and you're 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 Almighty. You can do every, You can do anything. You you're in charge. I'm coming to you. A broken heart is there's nothing more whole than a broken heart. Yeah. Something to yeah. I heard. <clears throat> I heard that whenever we pray, Hashem wants us to pray from a point of, yeah, technically someone else can help us. Like he can, Hashem can help us through someone else, but we don't want that. We want to go directly through Him. Once we once we realize that, like deep down, sometimes we pray, like oh Hashem, we need money. Then deep down in the back of our head, we think oh we can get a loan from here, we can get a loan from there. You can figure it out. But like, let's say you go to Hashem, you say, Hashem, like, I need money. And then we were like, yeah, technically we can go everywhere else. So I don't want to. I want to go just to you. It's like, forget everything no. else. 
It's more, it's also realizing that all those other things that we think we can <laughs> do through is through him. You know, the guy that was looking for a parking right, but spot. The same, but what? Huh? That he was looking for a parking I mean, you have a motorcycle, you know what I mean to look for parking. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that we're looking for a parking spot. Yeah. Last uh, night please, please, please. Oh, you had a car? No, please, I need a spot. I, I'm going to give me a spot. I'm going to uh, right away do whatever you want. Never mind. Uh, never mind, I found one. It's okay. All <laughs> 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 yeah. right. People from out of town can't relate to this idea of looking for parking. Yeah, Last night I was looking for parking uh, and went through like 10 blocks, went in circles. Until finally someone left the spot like, yes, I yeah. got it. I once had an idea to make an attraction for people from out of town, you know. People on trips to Cholomoyed. We charge $25 admission and you have the privilege of looking for parking for an hour, two hours. $25 an hour, however long you want to go around. <laughs> you know, just it's an experience, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, you think to pay them to look for parking? No, they should pay us for the privilege of allowing them to look for parking in our streets. <laughs> yeah, very much. Um, That's why I got my motorcycle. <laughs> Um, not to go through that experience so that is meant just a tremendous thing so what does the Kodesh Baruch Hu want from us right Kodesh, the question you asked right sometimes we feel unworthy at the end of the day especially specifically for us as, as Klal Yisrael we're his children Kodesh Baruch Hu wants that relationship Kodesh Baruch Hu could have given us whatever we want without us having to ask and I was like, why can't I just have this? Really, it's waiting for you. But Akadosh Baruch Hu just wants us to ask. He wants to hear from us. We're, we're important to him. We're so important. We're, he, he really holds of us. He really likes us. He loves us. We're, we're, it's a tremendous thing. We see Akadosh Baruch Hu took the nochash. He took the snake. Akadosh Baruch Hu gave him the biggest punishment. What was his biggest punishment? If you think about it, the guy never has to, he doesn't have to look for food. He's surrounded by his sustenance. He's surrounded by dirt. He doesn't have to look for anything. He has what he needs, when he needs it. doesn't have to go up the steps, down the steps. It's right on wherever he is, that's where it is. Why is that such a punishment? He doesn't have to work a day in his life. Doesn't have to, he doesn't have to come out to Hashem. Hashem said, I don't want to hear from you. You did such a thing. You took everything that I've created and you... It was, it was, there was such awe. There was, it was so exalted and you took it and you knocked it down. I don't want to hear from you. you that's the punishment. Other we were taken out. In Ghanaian, we were surround, we were on a whole different level. We were surrounded just by by, by the Shekhinah, by Hashem. But even when when Hakadosh Baruch Hu told Adam Rishon to go, what was it? You're going to have to work hard. But working, what does that mean? You're going to have to, you're, we're going to have to have. I'm not sending you away from me. You, you're not on the level to be in Gan Eden, but I want to be close with you. So I'm going to put you in a situation where, yeah, you're going to have to work for your sustenance, but you're going to have to be in. You're going, we're going to have to be in touch. We're going to have to be in touch on a, regular, on a regular basis. I want to be with you. I'm going with you out. I'm not disconnecting myself because Rorho wants that. Wants us to be connected. Want, wants to be connected with us. And that connection. The concept of connection, of, of not just being acquainted, but being connected, I think that is what held so many in the, in the hardest of times. Where did we get the, where did, where did Rabbi Tazil Bezach and the Racha get the, the strength in, in the Gulag and in Russia to, 
to finish Shas while being a professor in, in a Soviet college, to finish the whole Gemara, the whole, the whole Talmud, when he knew that this, he would rip out a piece of Gemara and he would put it with it between his papers, he would sneak out every whenever he had a chance. Where did he get that from? He was risking his life. If he would be caught, right? He would, he would, he would, he would always say over. He wanted to dava mincha, so he would go to a bulletin board, make believe he was reading something. So one time someone came over to him and he had a question. He was a very, he was a very big math professor. He never went to college a day in his life. He never went to school in Soviet Union. He, his parents taught him everything, but he got a krasny diplom. He got a got the highest. He was, he was tremendous. So he wanted to dava mincha. So he started stood there, and in the middle, a student came over to him to ask him something. So he was middle shmanesha, he couldn't answer. So he grabbed his heart. The student got scared. He went to call, uh, you know, call for help. You know, the guy's having a heart attack maybe. I don't know what. By the time help came, he finished shmanesha. He went away. But he was, where did he get the strength from? He could have, he could have found excuses, I'm sure. To say, okay, listen, it's a danger to my life. It's a this and that. Where did he get that? You know, or anyone. Leo Esses, you know, Yesuf Mendelevich. Those are the, the ones that we know about. But there are so many that we don't know about. In the world, the tzaddikim, gedolim, and the regular, simple Jew that wouldn't give up, wouldn't give up, and he stayed. Where, where did that come from? That came from a connection, feeling connected, focus, being focused on something. Focus. This is a, this is mine. This is. We're, today we're, we're that's fading away. We have we need to work to to maintain that. We have the tools to maintain that. But it's an effort. Um, so that's now tefillah itself, right? We spoke about how what a tremendous chesed it is, what a tremendous kindness it is, what a tremendous but. And how powerful it is. Why is it so important? Why is it so powerful? What are we? What are we really? What's? What are we aiming for when we're, when we're davening, when we're when we're standing in prayer? There was a very big tzaddik. He was the Shashiva of, of the Mir Yeshiva. His name was Shragamosh Kalmanovich. Zechetzadek Levracha. His father was the one that saved the whole Yeshiva from the war. It was pretty, pretty much the only Yeshiva that survived in its entirety, pretty much. <coughs> Bless you. And um, this tefillah by him was something very, very special. It was really, really huge. And even to the point that even he, he, would, he would transport himself into a different world. He, he wasn't here. How did he get there? And why it's, it's brought down that... Yeah. The Gemara says in Brachus, Prayer is greater than, than good deeds. 
you see Moshe Rabbeinu, who he was full of good deeds more than anyone else. But how was he? How did he merit to see? To see, at least look at Eretz Yisrael through prayer. And 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 Hashem Himself told him, "Don't talk to me. Don't pray anymore. Because if you're going to do pray one more, I'm going to have to let you go. And you're not supposed to. But that prayer has the had the power has the power to overturn even that." Prayer is, is bigger than is bigger than carbonus. How, is that, how does that make sense? The offerings in Beis Hamikdash was so big. It was isn't isn't that is, don't we say that tefillah is b'mokum carbon? The three prayers that we do in the day is is uh, the, the three shachas mechamarev is in place of the offerings. We can't bring offerings in Beis Hamikdash, so we we have shachas mechamarev. Shachas mechas the two to meet them, and then marev is the they would we would. Um, Burn the remnants of the carbonos. I think that's what it corresponds to. But it all corresponds, I would think, to the service that we had in Beis Hamikdash. So how could it be that it's bigger than that? Quick question. No, what do you say? Berachzon. What do you say? Doesn't I always thought that it was that the offerings were bigger. He telling me prayer is bigger. Prayer is bigger than than doing good deeds. So anyways, I shouldn't do good deeds. I'll I'll get off scot free. I don't have to do anything. I'm good. I just stand and pray all day. It's hard to compare it. Huh? It is. But what is that? The Gemara said this. Because when you're actually in front of the carbon, you're giving a carbon. It's a whole mm. different experience. But here you're davening instead of a carbon, something you don't see. Something you're supposed to feel without seeing the oh, right. But also, but it's in place of a carbon. Right, but also. We're, it's much harder. We're talking extent. about the concept of prayer, period. But it's much harder to a certain extent than the than just you come into a sacrifice or whatever. I hear. It's technically harder because it's more like a mental thing than a physical thing. So what about good? I uh, I hear you. What about good deeds? It's also just something you do as opposed to prayer. Is something I do. A mental thing is harder. Right. Right. So shouldn't that be bigger? Like good deeds? Good deeds should be bigger, right? Yeah. So why why is prayer bigger? Mental work is harder than physical work. I hear. So that's why it's worth more. I heard this one thing where like Hashem, the way that we connect to Hashem is like he's in our minds. Because our minds is the one thing that's kind of like infinite until we go up there. And even back when we the soul leaves the body, mm-hmm. the mind still never Stops working. Right, that's the so heart. I, I guess that's how we're connected to Hashem. So maybe that's why it's bigger. It could be. It could be. I mean, it says that, that we learn one of the places we learn the mitzvah to daven is is um, from a post. It says and our sages teaches the avoida. What's the avoida? Is avoida shebelev with the the work of the heart. That right, it's something that's much more internal. It's much more. Um, so I would venture. I would venture to say like this. When someone does a deed, right, or he brings an offering, right. So it's something that you do. There's a duration of time that you do it, and then you finished. So you finished, right. 
prayer, it's, it's a work of the heart. It's something that you really have to connect to. And very similar to what, what, what you were saying. Something you really have to, you have to, it's not just, I did it, I'm done, and next. It's something that you're supposed to do. You stay, you, let's say you pray shachars, and that's supposed to fill you up and take you to mincha. So you're coming to mincha on, with shachars already. You're coming to you're coming to to Mayrif with mincha. It really goes like it starts from uh, the day starts from the night. So Mayrif, the shachar is to mincha. That every 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 time you daven, you have that experience. We'll call it in you, in yourself, and it's with that that you're going to the next one. So you never finished. It's a continuation. Really, that's what everything is supposed to be. Every Shabbos that we have, every mitzvah that we do, every good deed that we do is supposed to be an act of connection. Right? We've mentioned the thing in the past, the Zohar HaKadosh explained, that's what mitzvahs are. Mitzvahs are 613 ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want to spend time with you. So it's not just something that I did, just as, okay, I did something, I'm done. Every deed is supposed to bring us to the next one. Mitzvah, gerres, mitzvah. One mitzvah brings us to another one because we're coming to this other mitzvah already with the ones that we did before in us. On a, we're a higher people. They're not individual actions. They're all connected. So you could say, and the same with Karbanas. Tfila teaches us how everything else is supposed to look. It, that every time I bring a sacrifice, it's not just I brought a sacrifice, okay, finished, I'm done, now let me do everything else, and I, I'll bring another sacrifice in a week. Right? You know people, they go confession once a week. Yeah, Confession, finished. No. Because it's a life. It's supposed to become my essence. It's supposed to be, um, we're working on a connection here. We're working on becoming one. So now that's how you can understand. It's, it's greater than good deeds. Not because the good deeds are no good. Because that teaches you what the good deed is supposed to look like. That teaches you what the, how, the, how everything your life is supposed to be. It's supposed to be one big connection to Hashem. And we have all the tools that we need to do that. And that's why it's so powerful because tefillah, when done properly, is the deepest and biggest form of a connection that a person can have to Hashem. You're standing, and this is maybe a foreign concept in the 22nd century, that when you're talking, you're focused on the, on whoever you're talking to. So you're connecting. We don't know how to do that. right? We're talking to one person, we're texting the other guy, and we're thinking about what we're going to answer to the text and how we're going to type and we shouldn't type and we should type and delete and delete this message and the other message. No. Right? Someone told me a very nice thing. Back in the day, back, back, back in the day, you wanted to talk to someone. You had, you had to call him at home. What does that mean? You went to him. That means you got dressed. You made yourself look presentable because you're going to meet someone and obviously that person is someone respected you showed respect to the other human being by going to him and the way you go to him right how you come and how you sit and you spend time and you're focused on each other because you took time out of your day to go look see that person then we had a phone telephone a letter a letter is the same also similar letter also is a certain chashivas right you're sitting down you're writing your Letters, letters were are always saved, right? People have letters from 50 years ago. They saved them because there's, there's, the person's heart is in it. Then there was a phone call. The telephone was invented. 
telephone call, very nice, from one end of the world to the next, the other end of the world. Why, but you still have to call someone, to sit down, and to call, and there was nothing else, there was no screen, right, the old telephones were just, hello, and you spoke into the mic, and you held it like this, and then they got a little more advanced, and then they used the first, then they had, you're able to see who's calling, but nothing else, right, buttons, and, um, and then came text messages. So, really, I mean, my understanding is a text message is something, you know, like a information, you know. I don't even know, right? I mean, personally for me, I used to I used to not have text messaging at all. And I only got it when I started with the Hebrew Kaddish and a lot of the calls went out on text. Okay, so there's this and this is happening and this and this time. Yes, no, yes, no. Wasn't it meant to have a conversation with somebody? It was like a beeper. A beeper, exactly. <coughs> Hello, right? This is happening. We now need you. We need you. Aren't dating on text messages. That's crazy. That's nuts. My little sister was like, "I'm not dating anyone if they can't see me face to face." She's like, hundred percent. No I'm not available. No text. I'm not available." Absolutely. You set up a time and place to meet me. I'll be there. Uh, <laughs> she's hundred percent right because you can't build a connection that way. She actually came here for some. Oh, very good. Okay, very good. Okay, so you can't build a connection that way. Here we're we're going we're coming to. There's a time, there's a place, and when I'm talking to Hashem, I'm focused on that, on Him, and only nothing else. I'm letting go of myself, the self part, and I'm totally connecting and disconnecting from everything else and connecting. It's not it's not a psychedelic experience. It's not being high. It's not being I don't know whatever you want to call it. It's something much deeper. It's something much, it's something real. That even when I quote unquote finish, but I'm going back into the, into the world, into my so-called mundane activities, on a much higher level and a much higher, much more enriched, because I'm going with that connection that I just developed and 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 nurtured. There's nothing else, not nothing separating between. That's the power of prayer. And that's why it's so powerful. That's where you can affect things. When you, someone prays and something happens. right? I ask Hashem, please send that person a shidduch. Oh, Baruch Hashem, she got engaged. Why? Because I'm some magician? No. Because, when, and we're going to talk about that with the proper concentration and what all that, what, the power of concentration and all, what, what all that entails. When we really focus on something, hey, you have, you have, a, you have results. It's cause and effect. Chassidim Arishayim, right? The, the the pious people of, of, of yesteryear. The Gemara talks about. They would it would take them an hour before davening and an hour after davening to go up and land, because they they achieved such a level, such a level of closeness that you know you have to you have to land back into you know you have to go to work, right? You have to. Everything we do, the ultimate goal is that everything we do should become a, a spiritual experience. And the word experience is not really because experience comes and goes. Something real and eternal. But that's what it is. So that's what we're trying to develop here. And that's the gift that we have that we're able to enjoy 
and benefit and take advantage of such a close relationship, such a direct relationship, with none other than God Almighty. Melech Malchi Allah, Makadish Baruch So taking those thoughts, let's let's approach Moida'ani. You open up your eyes in the morning, and you um, the first thing that you say. By the way, what what is the what what is that show also? Right? How do you how do you show someone that? How do you know what's for somebody more the most important? Giving them your full attention. Right, but how do you? What do they do first? Right, you when, look at your eye contact. Right when you when you wake up in the morning, what do you do first? You look at your phone, or you look at or you look at your wife, your children, Hashem. Huh? If you look at your phone first, that means that it's whatever messages you got, your right? Then whatever messages you got on the phone is more important than your wife. That's only if you're not addicted. Or your husband, huh? Only if you're not addicted to your phone. Yeah, addicted, not addicted. It's overpowering today. Right. right? So even if you want to, you don't want to. You're looking at your phone. Right. It's like a. It's like. It's automatic. It's, it's like. Turn off the alarm. So. Huh? Let's turn off the alarm. Turn off the alarm. Depends on who comes first. No, one second. Uh huh. The 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 alarm is the alarm. I'm talking about the messages. Once you press X, dismiss the alarm, or you snoozed it. Huh? What do you look at? Right? You looked at your your spouse and said, "Wow, I'm so lucky. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you. Good morning." You went to your children, said, "Good morning." Gave them a hug and a kiss. Or you look to see who who messaged you. Right? I'm not talking about Hatzala. Right? Hatzala. I mean. But um, or any uh, other sort of you know uh, emergency situation, but um, right when we wake up in the morning, what's the first thing we do? Hashem, thank you. Moida, what does the word moida really mean? Moida means that I'm where it's a form of admission. So what do we? Re- we just open our eyes. We realize that we're alive, well, and we're saying we. Re- we're we're uh, saying that. That what? No, go ahead. We're saying that. Uh, Hashem has a moon on us. That's it, right, the end. But first of all, I'm real, I'm alive now because of you. I I recognize that. I appreciate that. Thank you. For what? You gave me back my neshama bechemla with kindness and, and mercy. Meaning, even though you know what I am, even though I may not be worthy, maybe I did things wrong, but, but you felt that it's worth it for you to bring me back into this world because there's a unique mission just for me. And I appreciate that trust. I appreciate that. That's what we say, Rabba Emunasecha. Thank you for giving me back my, my neshama. But the fact that you gave me back my neshama tells me that you believe in me. No matter what, what I did, what I felt, what mistakes I did before, you give me a brand new start every single day. And I appreciate that. When someone has a, he goes to work and he has a boss, right? And he messes up. Boss calls him over. He said, "Listen, you messed up. I hear. Forget about it. Come tomorrow. I'm and I'm I'm same position, right? You're a manager. You're still the manager. You're still this. Start again. That means that the boss realizes that you made a mistake. That's not who you are, and he believes that you can you can achieve. You can you can do better." You can you can not only rectify what you did, but do it even bring yourself to a whole new level. And you thank him for that. You thank him for the trust. Thank him for the trust that he has in you. 
Kodesh Baruch is our boss. He's the boss of everything and anything. And the fact that we're alive means that he gave us a mission. And we, when we live with a sense of mission, a person does silly things or things that he shouldn't do or she shouldn't do. When we lose focus of that sense of mission, when, we, when if someone is to realize, and, and that's part of the reason why we, we dress differently, right? Jews were always different. We were able to see the, uh, see the different, this is a Jew by the way he dressed, the way he looks. That's one of the ways, reasons we got out of Mitzrayim because we kept, we preserved that. When we, what's that's a uniform? Uniform reminds me who I am. I, I put on my clothing. I put on put on my tzitzis. I put on the. I look a certain way because of who I am. That reminds me of my mission. It helps to keep me focused. That, but that's if we think and we appreciate what we right. You have the the police officer or the doctor. They have a uniform that they wear, and that reminds them what am I here for? What am I? What am I doing? What am I focused on? But it also reminds them that there's someone on top that believes that they can do this tremendous, tremendous mission. That they can do this tremendous, they can fulfill it and see it through to perfection. And that's what that's what keeps us. When we lose focus of that, then we 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 swerve. When we don't we're not we don't remember where we're going, then we can switch lanes sometimes. Well, Wrong lane. Go back. And that's the reminder we give ourselves every single day. The first thing when we open up, before we wash our hands, anything. Thank you, Hashem, for for giving for giving me back my neshama, but also for for believing in me, for showing me that the world can't exist without me today. And I'm going to do my best to show you to show you that the choice that you made was a worthwhile choice. And that's the, the there was a, a story about a boy, not so long ago actually. He came to a Rovan Bar Park, Rabbi Eisenberger. He tells him, Rabbi, I'm coming from the water. So he was about to drown himself and commit suicide. And as he was sitting there by the water, he was about to go in, maybe even started walking in already. He remembered this explanation in Mordani. He said, and I thought about it, and that's what saved my life. Because it's not, it's not my life. It's not me. It's not, it's not about me. The whole concept of Tzila, it's not, it's not me. There's no, there's no I, there's no Anoichi. There's, 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 no, there's no self over here. We're, part, we're, we're one with, with, with eternity. We're one with Hashem. Whatever we have is for that purpose. It's not up to me. I mean, I, Kodesh Baruch gave us the power of choice, which is a, a, a topic for itself. And we should put to make the right choices and the right decisions. But we're, we're part of something much bigger, much greater. And when we're focused on that, we stay in, the, we stay in lane, we stay in line. And tefillah is, is a tremendous tool for that. To stay focused, to think, to stop to invest, to give, and to connect. Most important thing, when we have that connection, when we're connected, we have that kesher, kesher shal kayama, kesher shal kayama, can't get untied. An, an eternal now. So that's for today. Thank whatever you very much. Huh? Whatever you said about the focus. <laughs> reminded me of someone who told me, you can't live life looking in the back of the mirror.
Right. They can't drive a car in the rear view. Oh, I tried it once, didn't go. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're backing up, but but generally speaking, in life, we're going forwards. Most people living their life, their whole life, looking, oh, this happened, oh, this happened. And we're weighed down by it, yeah. And it it drags us down, and we're like all exhausted the second we woke up just because of all that. How could I? How could I? Yeah. And if we drop it and we let go of it and we start fresh in the morning, like we see more the audience, like clean slate, between you and Hashem, start fresh. If we do the same thing ourselves, 100%. It changes the ballgame. It's a tremendous It's very empowering. It's very empowering. It's like I, you could take it with and many, everyone in their personal, you know. Everyone knows himself. Everyone knows his faults. Everyone knows what you know. What we did. What we shouldn't do. What we we did do. What we could. Do. It's fine. I'm giving you that opportunity because I know I know you better than you know yourself. I created you. You can do this. You got this. Tremendous thing. There's no room for depression once you have, once you have that. When when someone realizes that, I mean, I'm not talking about the clinical part of it. The, the Someone has to be able to get out of that in order to realize it. But when we're when we're focused, we have we have we know where we're going. When I went with Rach to Mauthausen, mm-hmm. I was like thinking back, like how did I get here? Like what events had to happen for me to come to where I am today? Mm-hmm. And it boiled down to one rabbi in Rochester. Uh, after I finished high school. Every week or two, three, every every month, he calls in at least once or twice. Hi, how are you? How's everything? What are you up to? And I'm not in Yeshiva for almost 12 years. I lost count. I'm in about 10 years. And till today, he still calls me. <laughs> and I'm married with a kid. And everyone, every rabbi I meet, I tell them the story. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm only religious today because of him. Because I knew at the back of my mind. Someone cares. Mm. 